SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. The South African under-20 national side got their Junior World Cup uh, campaign underway against hosts Italy. And we join now by the coach, Davi Turon. Davi, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for your time. And first up, congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. It's always nice to talk Davi, a convincing win if you look at the, the scoreboard, if, if somebody didn't watch the game, 33-5, uh, six tries, uh, the, the, the junior box uh, were able to score, so on paper it looks really good, but uh, just uh, a frustrating win for you, you would have liked a, a much better and tighter performance. Yeah, I think uh, you know there was a lot of things in the bowling after the game, I think uh, you know we... Uh uh, we prepared well, but uh, always the first game uh, in a World Cup, uh, it's a little bit jittery on, on, on some of the players' side. Uh, you know, I think it was the humidity was very high and the ball was a bit slippery. So there must have been three, four tries that we could have easily scored, and and, and you know, just that spill it in the end. So uh, we are we are addressing those problems. We looked at it and. Uh, we knew that we are a lot better than we actually played on on the night, and uh, like we said, it's not system errors, uh, it's not skill errors. We we can think of it as a little bit of effort errors. I I reckon that the guys know that we we had uh, had them at one stage, and we should have scored more tries, um, but a little mistakes get in, so we'll just have to finish finish better. Davi, as, as far as a tournament like this, points difference can come into play later on in the tournament. You were you were leading 21-5 at half time, and you mentioned that you, you felt like you did have them and they, you, we could have scored more tries. Uh, looking ahead to, to your next uh, game, Samoa, this coming weekend, and we've still got to play Australia. Uh, we spoke prior to this tournament. It doesn't get easier. The, the Samoans are a, a very physical side, and, and the Aussies are going to be tough to beat as well. Do you think uh, not scoring more tries could come back to haunt us after, after Tuesday's game? No, I think we've got to pass the, 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 the full uh, points for, for this game. And our points difference, you know, if you, uh, we, we're standing at the moment at 28. It's the third highest in the competition. So uh, even looking at Australia and Samoa, they, Australia managed to beat Samoa 37-24, but that only gives you a 13-point points difference, you know. So uh, uh, we're still at the top of our lock. So... Uh, uh, we we got to put it together now against Samoa. We always knew that Samoa, uh, they, they're getting better and better every uh, tournament. Uh, they're very physical. But uh, we are planning towards that, and uh, I think we've got the, the, the right game plan for them. Davi, one thing I did notice, we were, we were very physical up front against the, the Italians the other night, and, and I'm presuming it's going to be the same against the Samoans. And you look at a guy like Thomas Detoy, who I actually couldn't believe it when the commentators were saying he's played two Super Rugby seasons already, and he's still under 20. It's incredible that a, a youngster like that's got so much experience already. And, and you've got a couple of other forwards in that pack who are, are pretty well experienced. Uh, you're going to be relying heavily on them this coming weekend? No, for sure. You know, we believe that the foundation is laid down by the forwards. Uh, Thomas, like you've mentioned, uh, he's making the, tra- the, uh, the transformation from Lucid to tight to And uh, he's doing very, very well. You know, we, we got managed to get five turnover uh, balls in, in, against Italy in the scrum. And uh, the issue showed us that at this level, Italy uh, usually are very good at scrum when it comes to scrumming. And uh, so I, I was very pleased with our scrumming performances and uh, also the mauling. You know? So the, the physicality of the pack is very important to us and we believe that we will again rely on that. But uh, 
we know that uh, it's not the only thing that uh, we need to, to do better with, with uh, if we move the ball wide. Darby, looking at some of the other teams we're going to have to come up against, obviously we want to get out of the pool stages first. That's uh, goal number one. But uh, you, you can't help but notice the likes of England who put in a good performance in their open as well. The All Blacks are, are going to be, be tough to beat, although we have beaten them at junior level uh, many times over the last few years. And, and the Aussies are going to be a tough one. Have you managed to look at some of the other opposition? Who, who do you think the teams are, are, are going to be the ones to beat this, this World Cup? Well, like always, we, we like to focus on the game on land, and uh, we believe that uh, all our energy should go into uh, Samoa at the moment. Uh, we did uh, manage to look at, at Australia, uh, because they have played against Samoa. So uh, we are, as far as we are concerned for now, we are, those are the two teams that we put all our energy and our focus on. Uh, obviously, England will always be tough at, at, at uh, the World Cup, because uh, they are the, uh, the current uh, champions. And uh, we know that uh, New Zealand will always come with a big effort, and they uh, more so this this year because they they felt that they missed out in the previous couple of years, and we were successful against them. But for the moment, we're really focusing on Samoa and and Australia, which which are the two uh, uh, major role players in our pool. Davi, I know you had a big video session with the team following that victory against Italy, and you've mentioned some of the things where you felt we can improve. What, what, what are you hoping to achieve out of the game against Samoa? I mean, where, where's the biggest room for improvement do you, do you see South Africa having to make if we're going to go on and challenge the, the big teams? You mentioned England. They, they did look very, very good, and, and they, were the, they were the team that beat us last time out. got to look after the ball a lot better. You know, we, we, we created a lot of chances in this game. Like I said, three, four, maybe five tries that we should have scored very easily. We gave away the ball much too easily. We, there was, uh, in the game on our side, more than 30, uh, unnecessary, uh, turnaround of the ball, you know. So the, we got to look after the ball better. I think the guys now knew what, what the, the circumstances and the conditions was going to be. Uh, once the sun goes down here, yeah, the humidity is high, the ball is a little, a little bit slippery. So, uh, yeah, we, we are uh, addressing that by, by, by training later at night and, and to get into the same conditions, uh, to simulate the same conditions. So we're doing everything we can just to, to, to put the guys at ease and to, to get them in similar conditions that they are going to play in. Davi, I have to ask this finally. Who's the navigator in the team bus? <laughs> I don't, I don't really uh, understand what you're saying. Uh, are you talking on field? On field? No, no, no. With the bus taking a wrong turn to the to the game on on Tuesday night, oh, getting slightly goodness, lost. Who, who's reading? Who's reading the message? I didn't want to mention that as an excuse, but <laughs> you know that was uh, quite quite an interesting uh, scenario. I, we got a little tour of Italy before we got, <laughs> got to the game to the venue, and we ended up in a different in a different town. And uh, the, the, the team doctor and the manager had to pull out the, the phones and get the GPS going and, to, and, and, and then to overcome the, the language barrier to show the, the driver how to get to the field in Italy, to, to show, show the Italian driver how to get to the field. So uh, we had to navigate it by ourselves. And, uh, yeah, it did put a little bit of pressure on the team, and I would say that did definitely contribute to an uneasy start. And uh, that made us, uh, the game started 20 minutes late, and uh, we actually arrived at the, at the field an uh, hour later than we, we planned. Well, Davi, I hope, I hope it's a bit better ahead of the Samoa game. Uh, all the best. Peace pass and our best to, to the team as well. We loved watching the game the other night, and we look forward to seeing you guys in action this weekend. Thanks a lot, and thanks for your support.
SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to head from Italy to Paris now, where it is ladies' semi-final day at the 2015 French Open. Chris Bauer is joining us. One is concluded, one on court at the moment. Chris, uh, Serena Williams looking out of sorts. She's not looking well. Is she? Is she fully fit? No. Um, well, it's difficult to say. Um, I was saying on PM Live about an hour ago that. She had a practice session this morning, and there were several camera crews there and a lot of journalists and a lot of a few fans w- watching her practice. And she was doubling over. She was coughing. She was really having a hard time. And the problem with Serena Williams is that you never quite know what it means. And um, I thought, well, either it means absolutely nothing, and she's just um, maybe not feeling at her best, but, you know, um, making a bit of a meal of it, or she is seriously ill. And um, she's out there. She's played her match against Mary Bashinsky, or she's still playing it. She's dropped the first set by six games to four. She's four three ahead in the second, but they are going with serve. And no, I don't think she is fully fit. But Serena can hit the ball so hard that without even being fully fit, she can still beat most players on the women's tour. Whether she can beat Tamea Bashinsky in this form, and the form she's been in this fortnight, I'm not yet sure. Abitinsky has been playing fantastically well. Will nerves get the better of her? I know the first semi-final, there were a few nervous moments there. Tell us about that. There were a lot of nervous moments at the end of the first one. I mean, the story of the first match was that Anna Ivanovic got off to a great start. She led three loves, 4-1. She had two points for a double break of 4-1. She'd gone 5-1 up. I think the first set would have been hers, but she didn't. And at uh, 5-2, Lucy Safarova started to get into the match. She broke back at 5-3 for 5-4. Broke again uh, for 6 um, 6-5, served it out to 7-5, so five games on the runs of the deck. She then broke in the fourth game of the second set as Ivanovic started to look very ragged, but at 5-4, Safarova uh, serving for the place in the final. She got terribly nervous. She started being very tentative. She had one match point in that game. She served a double fault. Uh, she was then broken. Ivanovic got back to 5 all, but was broken herself as she continued to get very nervous. And what had been a reasonably good tennis match up to that point got terribly tight. And Safarova um, got two more match points. She missed her first one, but she won it on, her, on the second or on her third in total. So she just about snuck through. Uh, if they, I'm sure someone like Serena Williams will have made a note of that if she gets through to the final. She'll think um, Lucy Safarova wobbles with inside of victory. But Safarova could well be the, the strong favourite in the final if she's up against the 23rd seed, Tamir Bashinsky. Yeah, and it is her first Grand Slam final too. So if the nerves were big in the semis, it's going to be even bigger in the final. It depends who she's playing. If she's up against Serena Williams, yes, the belief that she could beat the great Serena in what would be, you know, Serena going for her 20th Grand Slam title um, would be a, a, a tall order. However, if she's up against Timir Bashinsky, she's the favourite, and if uh, maybe her coach, Robert Steckley, can encourage her to strut her stuff out there and really believe that she's played the best tennis of anyone in the women's uh, event at this year's French Open, then I think she could... Um, you know, she, she could easily win the final. But, you know, some, this is tennis. The matchup is so important. It's a question of who you're up against. Started down. Chris Bowers live from the French Open this evening. And uh, it looks like Serena Williams has uh, just broken in that second set. So she's 5-3 up, serving for that second set to level matters, uh, to take it to three. Looking at the men's draw, semi-final day tomorrow, Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic, Joe Wilfried Tsonga, uh, the last French hope. You'll be getting massive, massive French support up against Stan Wawrinka. So two very, very uh, exciting semi-finals to look forward to in the men's draw as well. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat cricket. SAFM Sports Wrap.
You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap. It was a glitzy affair last night in Midran. It was the Cricket South Africa Banquets where a whole bunch of awards were handed out. And uh, one of the franchises, domestic franchises, that uh, picked up three, the Cape Cobras did, but uh, the half Lions did as well. One of the awards that I think was richly deserved was the Lions coach, Jeffrey Tiana, who won coach of the season. Jeffrey, congratulations on that award last night. I think very well deserved. Yes, I thought it was afternoon to the listeners. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I, I thought in the end, I mean, like, we played some good cricket last year. It was a tough season for us last year, but we fought hard this year. And to win this trophy, you know, was something special. Happy with that. Um, all credit to the players and the support staff. You know, I thought everyone worked very hard this year. Jeff, you 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 you're deflecting the, the the sort of credit to to your team and 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 they have done really well. But at the end of the day, you're the general that sort of keeps it all together and guides that team. And there's some stiff competition in that category. I think of of Paul Adams down at the Cobras, who's had a a, a very very good season as well. You you've beat out a couple of guys who who have also proved their mettle, and and you you, you should be rightly proud of of what you've achieved. Yes, you know. Gallag Rob Walters as well as the Titans. He's turned them around, you know, and uh, Paul Adams, I mean, like in the last three years, you know, he's really, really done. He has been nominated three times, and unfortunately, like, he's not won it yet. So, very, very proud and uh, very, very happy to, like, have won it as well. And to be honest, I didn't expect it, so, like, I was taken by surprise. And, uh, yes, very, very happy, you know, it is all through the hard work that we've done this year. In the tough conversations that, that we've had as a squad, if I take what happened to us last season. Jeffrey, just looking at, uh, you mentioned the team and, and how well they've played this season. You, you did end up winning a uh, winning couple, and uh, Stephen Cook has, has been a, a sort of an immense part of that squad, and, and great for him to be rewarded last night as well. Special, special Cookie. I mean, you know, he was a big reason that we won the whole series. I mean, like he led from the front as the captain. And to be honest with you, like I was very, very surprised that he was not on that plane, uh, you know, like he was going to Bangladesh. But uh, he's a tough character, you know, like he'll come back and he'll skip, you know, like he'll keep, he'll keep scoring the runs. The guy like Kakis Rabada has won something like, uh, you know, like it was with Nak as well. He's a, a real fight for us. I mean, he's bowled very, very quickly for us and uh, very, very happy to have him and very happy for him as well. Yeah, Jeff, you've got, you got a nice balance at, at the Lions. Uh, you think of guys like Stephen Cook and Neil McKenzie. Who, who, they, they're wily characters. They've been around a while. They've got lots of experience. And then you mentioned uh, Kahisa Rabada, who, who won the, the Newcomer of the Year award. He's really sort of just sprung himself onto the scene. Uh, the, the, that bowling performance that he put in in the Sunfoil Series to take that South African record, that was really something special and, and probably one of the highlights of the season. Yes, yes, without a doubt. I think he spelled, you know, like against the Dolphins at the Wanderers when he took a 9 far. And put in the match, I mean, really, really special because there's too many times when the youngsters come through, you know, if they take a five like in the first innings, they tend to relax and think that the job is done. But kid, I mean, he came in the second innings and ran even faster, you know, like, and even more. I mean, it is attributes to him as well, you know, and what he is. He's just a Neil McKenzie, like, in terms of first-class cricket. But he's still going to be available for us in white ball cricket. So like, we're quite happy to have his, you know, his experience and his expertise. And, uh, yeah, Cookie, as well, you've mentioned, as I've said, I mean, like, he's a very good leader for us. He's been around for, what, 20 years now? And, uh, like, he's still hungry and, uh, like, he keeps going. 
Tim, we'll be happy to have those guys, yeah. And then just to wrap things up, looking ahead uh, to, to the upcoming uh, season, obviously you have lost Quinton de Kock, which is a big loss uh, to, to the union. He's another bright star up and coming, but uh, you do have other youngsters to, to, to replace him. Uh, what, what are your hopes and aspirations for the upcoming season? Yeah, it is going to be tough for us. I mean, like, we've lost um, two gun players. I mean, Chris Morris um, and Quinton de Kock, I mean, like in the last 18 months or so, have really, really done well for us. But um, in terms of Quentin as well, in the last two years, I mean, you know, I think he's played about five, six games for us. So, like, in terms of the playing field, I don't think that he'll be a big loss for us. But he's a big player. I mean, like, he's a big character as well. But I think that I've got enough, you know, ammunition, you know, like in my system. And the answer is coming through as well. And uh, it is their chance, you know, just to put their hand up and, uh, you know, and stake their claim because... Um, it will be tough for us, you know, like this coming year as well, because I don't think that we'll see much of Tensor Rabada or maybe Temba of because all those guys are in the Proteus. So it's up to us now this winter just to try like you know, and make sure that we've got enough backup, you know, like when this is the start. But uh, very happy with, uh, with my squad and, uh, you, know, you know, I really, really think that we'll compete again this year. Jeffrey Gianna, thank you so much for joining us on SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Congratulations once again and uh, enjoy the, the, the winter break and we look forward to seeing you guys in action again at the Wanderers. Thanks for, thanks for the call, my man. SAFM Sports Wrap. Awesome chat with uh, Jeffrey Tuyana, but uh, another one of the winners last night for newcomer of the year on the national front was Riley Rousseau. We'll go through some of the other winners in just a moment, but joining us now on SAFM Sports Trap is Riley Rousseau. Riley, welcome. Uh, nice to, to catch up once again. Congratulations on your award last night as well. Hi, thank you very much, and uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Riley, it, it, it was a big season for you, no doubt. I mean, you've been performing on the domestic scene for, for a while now, but uh, the call-up to the Proteas, and particularly the opportunity that you got in the 2014-2015 season, uh, it was almost like a bit of a, a dream dream season for you as far as the Proteas goes. Yeah, oh, it was a bit of a nightmare in the beginning, but then it turned out to be a very nice dream towards the end. It was, it was very quite, quite, quite special for me to represent my country, and so very honest to do it. Yeah, Riley, you got the Newcomer Award, but it, it could have also been the, the turnaround of the year award. Like you say, you were under pressure up front, but things really worked <laughs> out in the end. Uh, you, you must have been having sleepless nights uh, up front, beginning of the season, but uh, you really managed to, to sort of soak up that pressure and, and really perform at the highest level. Yeah, so, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it started off rough, but uh, I mean, uh, the support staff was, was amazing and they kept on backing me and uh, putting good thoughts in my mind and uh, you know just kept on backing me and playing me and uh, I got I got more comfortable on on the high level and I'm glad things turned out the way they did because if I didn't have that rough beginning I mean you learn from those type of things and I'm just I'm glad I went through that and uh, I performed uh, at the end. Riley, it's interesting you say that because uh, there, there are various players that, that go through different patterns. I think of a guy like Quinton de Kock who started off his international career with a bang and, and just really announced himself. And uh, this season he also went through a bit of a rough patch. So it, it, it comes at varying times in people's career. It'll always come and, and no doubt it'll come again. But it's how you bounce back from those that really matter. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And uh, uh, when, when one guy's doing well and you're not doing so great... It's generally your teammates come to you and give you support, which is fantastic, and vice versa. Someone else is doing that well, and I go to them. So it's actually great to have that type of environment in, in a team environment. So it's fantastic. 
Riley, as far as uh, looking ahead into to the future, I know it's uh, off season at the moment, and but uh, you obviously want to want to really cement that place in in the pro tier setup. What well, what are some of your hopes and aspirations as far as the national team is concerned? I oh, get definitely to get well every opportunity I get is to perform as, as much as what I can and uh, just to to take it with both hands. Um, uh, I told Abby last night that. Uh, Soon I'm going to be challenging him for all those awards and so on. He's just he's just a freak of nature at the moment, and he's playing unbelievable cricket. And uh, if anything, I want to play like him one day. Yeah, I wanted to ask you. I mean, Ab Ab was uh, the big winner last night. Did he have Did he have help to carry all his awards home? <laughs> yes, he did. And unfortunately, it was his pregnant wife, so she could only carry one, and then he had to carry the other seven. <laughs> He, he, I mean, he's a freak of nature, right? I mean, what's it like batting with someone like AB? I mean, you've seen some uh, incredible performances from the captain this year. He almost just makes it look too easy. Yes, that's very true. But also, behind the scenes, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, I think. Uh, a lot of sacrifices he has to put into uh, performing like that day in and day out. And uh, it's just surprising like, that he keeps on performing. He keeps on surprising us with his performance. When you think he's done it all, he just keeps on doing better, and uh, I'm just very glad he's in my side. Without a doubt. Uh, and then uh, something needs to be said, I think, for Hashim Amla as well, who, who from a, a test-playing test perspective, not, not that he's a, a slouch when it comes to one-day cricket, but he, he really made his mark in test cricket this year. Yeah, but well, not even this year. I think the years before that as well, Hashim Amla is an unbelievably talented player, and he puts in more work than anyone else, I think, uh, when it comes to his batting uh, technique and uh, the way he structures himself before a series, and I'm um, credit goes to him for what he's done with the, the test uh, in the test arena as his first maiden season as captain. And I'm very proud to call him. Well, hopefully one day when I play a bit of test cricket, uh, to call him my captain. Riley, as far as the off season now for you, uh, do, do you get much of a break? I know with it being a professional game, there's not too much of a break in. But what's the plan for you over the next uh, short while? Uh, next short while, not much of a break. Actually, going to start kicking off again Monday. Uh, training hard now for the upcoming series against Bangladesh. Let's get the fitness levels right. Uh, but before that, I'm I'm actually going on a little vacation this weekend to the dam, just with my family. So that's going to be quite nice, and it's my last little off switch before I start getting back into the gym and getting a couple of balls again. Fantastic, Riley. So joining us here on SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Congratulations once again on that award last night. Enjoy the break, and we look forward to seeing you in action in uh, the green and gold once again very soon. Yeah, thank you for the chatters. Very, very nice. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, as promised, the full list of those winners last night. SA Cricket of the Year, AB de Villiers. Test Cricket of the Year was Hashim Amla. The Castellaga ODI Cricket of the Year, AB de Villiers. Ticket Pro T20 International Cricket of the Year, Mornay von Veik. SA Players Player of the Year, AB de Villiers. SA Fans Player of the Year, also AB de Villiers. The KFC So Good Award, AB de Villiers for his fastest ever ODI century uh, against the West Indies at the Wanderers. The Ram Delivery of the Year was Dale Stay in the third test against the West Indies at Newlands. And the Momentum Women's Cricketer of the Year, was Shabnin Ishmael on the domestic front uh, as you heard Stephen Cook won the Sunfoil Series Cricket of the Season Momentum One Day Cup Cricket of the Season was Robin Peterson Ram Slammer of the Season Kyron Pollard of the Cape Cobras Coach of the Year Jeffrey Toyana the domestic players player of the season Dane Patterson of the Cape Cobras uh, the CSA Fair Play Award went to the Unlimited Titans and the Most Valuable Player of the Year Award that's the South African Cricket Association Award also went to Dane Patterson so congratulations to all the winners at last night's uh, event 
quick uh, tennis update for you. I can tell you Serena Williams has broken in the first uh, service game of the third set. So she is one love up. And uh, Basinski is uh, obviously trying to break back to stay in the game. And it is leveled at one set apiece. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'll be back again tomorrow for the Friday edition at 6.30. Coming up next, it is the talk shop on the other side of 7 o'clock with Nadia Maleo. Right now, though, it's time for your news. Cheers.